So, uh, Mike, tell us a bit about um, Phoenix Developments. Welcome here today on Think Property Club. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Uh, Mike Day with Phoenix Homes and Developments. Um, my website is Phoenix Developments. Um, we uh, are, I guess, a, a property development uh, or consultant to uh, clients who are looking for property. We'll source sites. Um, I myself really want to, you know, develop sites just like you and and uh, and Amy, Jason. So. Our focus is to um, find find really high end sites in the Sutherland Shire area, a uh, community to which I live in and that I want to be part of, that I want to help and improve. Yeah. And, so, uh, what about the accent there, Mike? I can spot a bit of an accent there. Tell us a bit about Mike and what got you into this. I'm interested. Yeah. So, uh, I started my real estate journey um, probably back in 2002, 2003. And where'd you grow up? And uh, So I'm from Calgary, Alberta, right at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, very wintry place for about... In Canada? Canada, yeah. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, so, you know, nice wintry place. Uh, six, eight months of the year, there's snow on the ground and uh, we love to ski and play ice hockey. And what about your family? What was your dad into? What's your dad and mum into? Or what's the history behind the uh, the Day family? Yeah, so my mum was a nurse, so always uh, very attentive. Um, so I that's that's in my nature as well uh, with my clients and so on and so forth. My dad was the uh, president of a uh, of a valve manufacturing company in the oil and gas industry. So uh, is that big in Canada? Oil and gas. Huge. It's one of it's one of the main industries. Well, it's the main industry in Alberta, the province to which I come from. So, um, massive turnover. Uh, I got my start with that company. I then came to Australia with a different company, uh, a Fortune 500 company. Um, my specialty there was uh, contract management, project management, and business development. So, a very highly geared sales background. Um, working with the likes of Shell, uh, ExxonMobil, you know, Chevron, Caltex, all your really big, huge players, managing their portfolios, which is millions of dollars. In- and you've had those type of jobs for a long time now, right? Yeah, over 15 years. Yeah. So, um, you must you enjoy know, it, the management side of it and the, absolutely. And the responsibility. The first- yeah, you know, the sales process is is absolutely fantastic. It's one of my most favorite things, uh, you know, development of the relationship. Everything really crosses over into property, you know. It's the development of that relationship up front with your clients, understanding their needs, um, developing a, a, a plan, delivering a product, and, and, and making sure you have the service orientation there with them. So... And back in Canada, what was it? What are you just, where was your first taste of property? When did you start going? Hey, I really like property as well. You know, you've got the, obviously the talents in what you do in your day job there, your mic day job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but tell us about that because I remember you were telling me before about when you first started getting active in property, and obviously you come to Australia now, so you had to relearn the property market here. But tell us a bit about your achievements, what you loved about it. Yeah, so my first sort of taste was uh, with like a really big, like uh, I think it was about seventy-year, eighty townhouse development. Um, we were looking at sort of just you know purchasing our, our first home, but um, I got wrapped up with uh, with the builder who who got the award, and and I did a bit of work 
uh, for them uh, helping clients choose materials and things like that. And that actually gave me um, a little bit of understanding of how the build process works. And um, and then that it turned out that through that experience, that gave me uh, a, a little bit of um, cash to uh, put a deposit down on one of the properties in that development. So that kind of was like, wow, this is giving me some potential. I took I leveraged that and then I bought an infill lot and then I hired an architect, a landscape architect, all the different professionals. We built a custom home. We built the property. Within nine months, it was completed. We put it on the market. It sold five in, within five hours. Yeah. Um, and you enjoy that process. I mean, naturally in your job, I, I could see that there'd be a lot of different components and management and responsibility, right? And in this industry, I found that that's what I love. I love responsibility and I yeah. love... I love the numbers and I've even spoken to Amy and she said to me, one thing about Mike is he loves a detail. Absolutely. And, and when you do these kind of things, you really need to be absorbed in the detail and especially around project management, because when you're managing a project, you need to understand every aspect of the project. And so that when you're sitting in front of a client and you're making promises, you can believe in those promises. You know what you're, what you're delivering. You know what your deliverables are, you know how to deliver it, and, you, and you've mitigated all the risks for them. So you can talk about here's the things we're doing to mitigate risk, here's how we're going to deliver on time. Yeah, yeah. What about the um, yeah, I, I think it, it's the same way that I look at this industry very much about there are all these type of different components to it, and it's really it, the job of being in any type of property is to manage it in the right way, um, to make sure that you're able to get that team together on a regular basis. Um, it's, it's no different from running a company to running a, a development site. It's really just a, a business, business acumen to it, right? Oh, your mic is off. Good. There we go. We're back. Are we good? Should be okay. Yeah, it was a bit staticky, but it should be good. Let's yeah. keep going there. Yeah. So um, the, uh, what, we, what we've done here is I'm treating like – we are a business now, and what I'm doing is uh, I've, I've taken the time uh, to now set up my company here in Australia. Um, we're now a company. Uh, before in Canada, I was just doing everything on my own. We uh, I took that 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 custom house that we built, and then I did a big a big a reno. And three months later, we produced another thirty percent of or forty percent of uplift there. And you um, understand that uplift comes out of management and costing and the right team and knowing what the market wants, right? Obviously you've had success in that. Yeah. And that just doesn't, that there's something to that, right? Absolutely. And it really, you do have to understand your market and, and, and where you're targeting and what the cycle is in that, in that market, because that's really where we got a lot of our upswing. And I made some, some good decisions at the right time. You know, the custom home we built, that was in a, a large subdivision project where um, we were in phase one. And I went and spoke to the builder about the phase and the cycles. So I knew exactly when to buy so that I knew exactly when I could see and realize the, the biggest uplift once the suburb started getting grass and trees and people were coming in and everything was getting built out. By the time I finished my build, the suburb was basically ready to sort of go, yeah. and it was the perfect time. I didn't buy in phase one. I didn't buy in phase four. I bought sort of at the end of phase two, 
you paid just a tiny bit more, but you you capitalized more on a very quick turnaround with some huge uplift. I had a 40% uplift in nine months from the purchase price I paid to what we sold for, and it sold in five hours. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So over here, so in Australia, where, where have you decided that you've, you've been based now in Australia? Yeah. Tell us a bit about that suburb and what you like about it. So coming to Australia, um, everything is very different than Canada. We have a lot more legislation here um, so, and in, in regards to, you know, New South Wales is one of the most highly legislated states, you know, in, in the world and, and in Australia. So um, the councils are, 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 are very you know, they, they're, they're very meticulous. So yeah. what you have, so I've, I've now come here. I was doing everything in my own name before very, um, you know, personal using my own money. Now we're here. I'm a, we're a business. And, and, and what I've done is I've treated look just like I manage projects and, and the business that I work in, in a fortune 500 company. Yeah. Okay? So it's interesting what you just said that I picked up on that. And I'm remembering my journey of what I went through. So when you when you decide this is the this is the area you're gonna work in, instead of just looking around first off the the properties and what's going on here, which is something you've got to take attention to, but you've kind of gone, hang on, I'm gonna study the council first to see how do they work. Because if I can't get on with this council, I I don't want to be doing stuff here. And that's really interesting that you've you've looked at that factor. Absolutely. So I even took it a step back and I actually pulled some statistics off the web and looked at what are the top five councils in the, in, in, in the Sydney area? Who has the most development applications? Who has the most uh, highest uh, value of, of uh, uh, development application um, value, right? So, and so I'm now, I've now chosen my area as the Sutherland Shire. Uh, it's what do they call it? God's country? Yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> here, you know. Um, so, and and people here are are just love it, and they're very loyal. And you and everyone, you, you'll talk to someone in Sydney, and they'll be like, "Oh, you're from the Shire, right?" Yeah, that's it. The like, God's country. Yeah, God's country, right? Where and, does that exist? Yeah, and, and everyone in Sydney knows that people who come to the Shire, they stay in the Shire. They're they're very very loyal. They 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 love it here. So when people people grow up here and they stay here. People yeah. who, who, who who then grow up here uh, downsize here, and they don't leave the community. They they stay here because they're they're comfortable. So it must be always a need for product, then, right? Absolutely. So some of the other things that I, I I do even before we start just looking through the suburb was um, digging into what what we what we want to see as far as uh, statistics. So. I looked at um, what New South Wales expectations are for building to see if there's a housing shortage. There absolutely is. The construction industry is is on a bit of a downturn. Um, this year alone in Sydney or in New South Wales, they're expecting that at least 6,500 dwellings need to be built. And then you look at the percentage of the development applications and of the population growth in my area, and I've figured out that there's got to be at least two to 3,000, you know, like, Maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand of those dwellings need to be here in my area. Yeah. So, and is it council? What about the council? So, obviously, there's one side of it that you've got the the area that needs more more population growth happening. Because I know some of the areas, like I grew up in Pitwater Council, and it's a bit of a hard council to deal with. So you can only really do developments in the pockets 
but they want you to be doing it right. And so it's kind of a, it's a little bit harder, but it can be done. Some amazing things have happened down in the Pitwater Shire where, where I grew up. Um, and and is it's funny when I look at Cronulla um, and and the Sutherland Shire people might know Cronulla or some of the other things. What are what are, what are the actual suburbs that you found that that you see there's, there's a need for development? What are the top ones down there? Obviously, Cronulla is a bit bigger, but are there any particular suburbs that you kind of really like? Absolutely. So, I mean, Cronulla is certainly one of them, and I'm looking at a deal there right now. Um, they sort of split Cronulla into South Cronulla and North Cronulla, and North Cronulla hasn't really seen a lot of development, uh, and, and it's it's just sort of starting up. And I was actually meeting with a, a very prominent architect in the area um, yesterday who does a lot of development in Cronulla and the, the Sutherland Shire Beaches area of, you know, Bernier, Woolaware, so, you know, carrying about South, those are the sort of main uh, type suburbs and a little bit in the higher end. And he said, look, you know, look, North Cronulla is, is, is up and coming. You know, we won't be groundbreakers if we do this project. It will be because we there's a few things happening, but it's not as, as, as much as what we're What about the buy-in? So is it more affordable? Uh the more affordable suburbs would be more like Herring South. Uh, and then, you know, if you're still looking for that high-end sort of luxury, you're, you know, more Woolaware type type area. Um, Cronulla is going to be your, your real high-end. Um, I was talking to some agents over the course of uh, last week. There's some apartment blocks that are selling for $20,000 per square meter. Yeah. So, you know, they're going for $3 million. There's a, 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 uh, a penthouse that just sold for seven million dollars. You know, I like I like that demographic mix. Even when I look at stuff as well, areas that's pretty similar to an area that I've looked at many times. I like when you've got you've got a middle and you've got a very high end. And even though you might not be operating in the total high end, the high end is there, and that will push growth through. It still gives a, a, a big income potential there in that area, and anywhere where you're going to have those type of de- developments by is going to be important. And I know, Mike, that you've been totally absorbed with this area. Like you live and breathe every day. You see a sale, you're like onto it. Every day you see a new builder going in. You're kind of finding out what that builder does. You you've got yeah. a list of architects. You've got your town planners. I mean, um, that that that's really the team. And and how important have they been as your A team? That that those team of people around you. It's 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 the most critical factor in doing development. So the way I start Jason is I, 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 I took and drove every suburb all the way from Kirawi all the way over to Cronulla. And that took me a few days. Um, I, I took it in like, like a grid type approach where I just drive up and down every street. Now, the reason for the manual type process is because you know, you can use RP data. You can use all these other type of algorithms, but it's going to throw in all the old, crappy houses in the <laughs> suburb and it's going to really skew your results so the reason i drive every street is because i want to see everything that's brand new something that's just been built what are who's building and this is where we get our proof our proven track record who's doing the building how many times yeah. are you going to see the same builder who's then you know you go to the the you write down all the addresses now you can start coming up with you know um who, what's being built uh you know Who's doing the building? What's on the market? What's being sold? How much is it being sold for? So now you can come up with your your, your gross. So you really values. place your targets around the area, right? right. By you're, doing you're, that, you're, you're mm. seeing who's selling these places. So now it's like, who are the agents? 
Oh, and, then, yeah. and then from there, you can you can look on the, the, the planning website uh, of the council. You can get the architect. You can get your hydraulic engineers. And then from there, you start interviewing people. So I've interviewed over a dozen architects. I've interviewed uh, two dozen, three dozen agents. I've talked with half a dozen builders. So is that your process when when you I know that you do two things like you do your own developments but on the, another big factor of what you're doing is you're partnering with investors out there. So yeah. when you do that your your process is to is to obviously target areas where there's a good return. So by you going up and down streets and looking at different stuff you're kind of seeing where stuff was a bit quiet or a bit boring and then you're seeing like pockets that hey these are working there's something popular about that. But your, your process, when you work with an investor, right? So let's talk a bit about that. When you find a thing and you partner with an investor to come along and you work together, use the skills of Phoenix Developments to kind of work with them, yeah. um, what is that process of what you, what you give to that investor? Do, what's the analysis process that you do? So, and who are the people that you get involved in that analysis process? Yeah. So look, the A team is absolutely critical in, in through that process. And as I was just saying, you know, once you're out there talking to all these people, you know, you go and talk to a builder and, and you ask him for five references or who are the who are the people that they work with? What are the architects? Who are the hydraulic engineers? Who are all his team that, that he works with? And what you'll start, start finding is that all the builders and all the architects will all start giving you the same types of names. And, and you're you're now honing in on the A team. And that's the team that I've developed. So in Taking a few months of doing such uh, critical analysis and then research to finding that A team, now we can go in and approach a client and say, I've got the best team in the Shire. They build <laughs> developments uh, seven you know, days a week. They're, they're busy. They're involved in dozens of projects. They've, had, they've been involved in hundreds over the last 10 plus years. And from there, you've got a very accurate base of information. Um, So you can approach your builders and you can get build costs. You can approach your agents and get valuation costs on on, and guidance through to what your gross realized values are going to be. So tell us a bit about that, the values of... of, um, and what what aligns with your values of Phoenix Development. Obviously, I noticed that just through talking to you and, and, you know, I've, I've, I've... We've known each other now for, I don't know, professionally we've known each other for about at least a year because you and I are working on developments and that together, going through and going through a process together. But also, I mean, every company has its values. I I, I know personally that you're very committed to making sure that everything is double-checked and then when you have a project on, you really hold people to the accountability. So not only do you want to have those, those people in there, but you, you make sure you get the reports on time, you make sure that things are double-checked. And that, that's really what, what, what my, my career has been, is, is project management. So holding people accountable, making sure you're following up, constantly uh, setting deadlines and achieving those deadlines and being able to, to provide those reports to your clients who are asking you to source properties or that you're doing it for your joint venture partner and yourself as the developer. It's that service level, as you and I have always talked about, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's more about the service and the service that we can provide is, is that we give timely responses 
our, our JV partners feel respected. Our clients are getting what their needs met. If we're just sourcing properties for them and you've set a price to, to, in order to, to give them your time. Um, and, and these are the kind of discussions that we're having. And, but absolutely, Jason, I've developed the, the best team in the Shire through, uh, you know, making sure and paying attention to that detail. And, and, and what's really important and what yeah. I've really found is that giving them your time, they'll give you time. So if you say, can I meet with you? I want to come say hello. They'll, they'll sit and spend an hour with you and talk you through some of their processes and give you guidance and share other names of professionals that you're going to need. And, to and on top of that, I see that the amount of due diligence and the backward type of research that you've done and you've taken the effort to go in and analyze different things and you've actually analyzed the different work that you've done you're actually coming from a very different angle from someone that possibly would waste their time. You're coming from an angle of, hey, I know what you've done. Let's talk about how, not, not about what we're doing, but, but how could we be working together? Because you'll never just get one quote from one person because that's just not servicing it. And you wouldn't do that in your industry either, would you? No, right? no. You always get three or four quotes so that you can look at having a chat with the person that you feel the most rapport with or has the best price and then start talking terms or you want to make sure that you can say, well, I've got quotes from three others. He's offering me this. Can you offer me the same? And, and, and sort of start developing that report. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And so when you work with investors, how does that normally work with Phoenix developments? Um, how do they get in contact with you and what's the type of processes? I mean, because obviously um, you're very good at obviously the area, knowing the right type of type of um, products that, that are going to work or not work. I know you're pretty honest too. So if you think something's not going to work, you're going to be pretty blunt and say, look, this product's not in demand. Is that that true too? Does that honesty thing come out? Absolutely. I was at an owner's house on Sunday and we we had a a good three hour sort of meeting and we went. Tell us a bit about that story. How does that, how does that work? Because that's something that you've been able to develop too. Instead of just going in the front door everywhere, you've, you've got a lot of backdoor contacts now, right? The buyer's agents and you've got the, the off the market properties and that. So um, yeah. so, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, look, I, the way this one came about is more, you know, I, because I've now interviewed so many agents and everyone knows what I'm looking for, what I'm hunting for, um, they're bringing things to me before they even hit the markets now. And, you know, and so you can, you can start developing that rapport and talking between the agent. And then what ended up happening was the agent said, look, why don't you go meet up with the owner and sit and have a chat? Because it wasn't just, I want to buy your property. Let's negotiate this through the um, the agent. It was we were talking about multiple scenarios. Uh, I might put an option on your property, and you know, will you give me some time to get the PA? Um, he wanted to understand how we could look at a straight purchase. He also wanted to understand how a joint venture would work. So, um, mm. you know, we were there and we went through all the scenarios, and and he he the the owner. You know, like that, and that's and that's that's the value to which we can bring. So we, we talk about the whole process, mm-hmm. and and you just walk them through the whole thing. And then at the end of the day, um, just yesterday, we ended up settling on just a straight sale. He wants to to, to go forward in that manner. So yeah. So right now, I mean, one of the things that that Phoenix can also do is, I mean, you've got the team ready, you know, the areas, you know, the process, you can do development applications for people. You can do reviews. You can, you can even help with that, that whole broad thing. And I think that's really important as a company to be able to set something up where you say, look, I'm happy to get investors along. And if you're interested, 
come and chat to me, tell me what equity base you have and, and maybe we can work together, right? But on the other side of things, you can say, hey, because you've done all, all this team and all this research, you've got this team of people where someone, you, you can offer any type of service long. And you, you, and if we're working with you, you got the right people, right? Because you know the ones that weren't any good as well, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, when you start going out to multiple people, and you don't just stop it going, okay, I was happy with that. You know, you you can actually find people that are better than the one you spoke to, and then you find people that are worse, and then you know what good looks like. And this is the difference: the wisdom to know through through all your background research, what you know, the wisdom to know who to go with and who not to go with. I mean, that's the hardest thing people have in this industry about who do I pick, but this guy was cheaper than that person. But through your research of seeing their background results of what they've done, you're able to pick the right team to work with. And and it's almost like you've been doing this for over a year now. So of this analysis of this one one pocket of area of of, of um of Sydney, but you could also do other pockets because the same type of thing comes into it, right? But I think the yeah. most important thing is to to be able to know the council. So what are the most important things? You've got to know the council back to front. What else are the other things that you think that you've developed this importance? So council, who else? Understanding the council and the DCP is critical because you need to understand the different zones that operate within the council. Um, so that you can understand when you go to a site what it's going to look at yielding um, on, on a potential. So R3 is very different to R2 because yeah. in an R2 site in this council, we have a 60-40 rule. So I can only put two-story on the front 60% in, in an R2 zone. So that means you have to have billets in the back. And you need to make sure your uh, FSR ratios will accommodate that to be able to get the number of units you want on there to be able to get the yield that you need so these are the kind of things that like a client coming to look for a property for you to source they're not going to have all that intimate knowledge and you're mm. going to be able to walk through and say no that's that's no good in, in the meeting on sunday um that i had the owner had already started to try and develop this pro project his, on his own and 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 they, they've sort of run into a wall they, they spent thirty thousand dollars on architecturals on on four units but it at, at four units it's about a $300,000 loss. And I walked him through the whole process and why that would be. And he's like, and I said, you really need to get that fifth unit on there. And here's, here's what we do. And he had an underground car park with four units. <laughs> Even four units without the car park wasn't going to work. And we like, can laugh at it, but, but at the end of the day, the only reason that we, we can know this is because we've done that background research to know that did, that has never worked or, you know. So absolutely. So the second part to that is, is the team that that is the, the most critical because now you've gone out and visited a half a dozen builders and that's really your critical part so i was chatting with a builder just yesterday and he said look mike you know when you go and and have your sort of kickoff on your project can i come to that meeting with you because i'd like to be able to sit with your town planner and your architect and make sure that what you guys are thinking is is feasible and possible and I'm like, that's a great idea because now we can have like a, a little kickoff meeting. The architect in this case was very prominent uh, in Cronulla on the high end of things. Um, and the builder was was not concerned, but he was just like, look, I know that, that, that architect and he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And he has one of the best names in the industry. 
But I think we need to just make sure what we're going to design can be built, and it'd be great if I could be involved in that. And so profitable, yeah. To- I, that's that's important. I'm relating yeah. to you on that. You need a good architect, and, and especially in areas like Cronulla, like there's a lot of light that you've got to pay attention to, and you want it to be appealing. People will pay for a quality product there. But on the other side too, um, even though you want to push an architect to come up with some amazing things, it's still the structure of the building which can be saved on how much steels used, how many counterlevers, how much foundations used, That's what right. type of things that cost up because you're going to make profit on it. You know. But the other real critical part there is 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 through that interview process, and you need to like, uh, you know, the builders and all the other professionals. The more you start to hear the same name, what what that means to me is is that so then you talk to the builder, you talk to the architect, and they know everyone in council. They have a relationship with them. They do. They, that's right. Thought they the, the council then knows this person, and that they know what the council wants because they've done it dozens of times, and they're doing some very high end projects with high profile to the council that will set the stage for that suburb. And, and, and have huge resale and, and really grow the community. So the council's very vested in supporting a person like that who, who knows what they want and then they have rapport. So it's like, uh, whereas I, the guy, the owner used, um, nobody that I've spoken to in the last few weeks has heard of this architect in the area. And it's like, well, no wonder. And it's not that you can't use him, but it's safer. It's much safer if you go with someone the council knows and recognizes, you know. And and I came up with about five different names that that top the charts in the area. And so, you know, you might go, this is a high-end project. I'll go with this guy who's up here. And the next one, I'll go, is is sort of down here. So I'm going to go with this guy down here. And then you can sort of spread the love around a little bit and be working with two or three different architects. So one guy I think is that I have is amazing in duplexes. The other guy is is more, you know, uh, multi, multi-dwelling. Um, right. This other guy is more high-end, you know, apartments and multi-dwelling, but has that name that it would get that development through. So yeah. um, I've selected him for that, that, that project. Now, you know, in, in a high-end sort of build in Cronulla, you, you don't want to sort of quibble about an extra 10 grand on the architectural bill because, you're talking about such much larger GRVs, mm. you know, you know, when you're talking. 20- but you're, you're happy. It's interesting, Cronulla, because if someone wants to work with you, that, that, that you can be working with them on a duplex, no problem, right? You can be working on the house or duplex or townhouse or flats. You know how to do all that. You've got the oh, team ready to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, then it comes down to the budget, if, right? So if you have a property and you want to turn it into a duplex site, I can do all the analysis for you. Yeah. you and you can work out first off whether it's profitable. <laughs> that's right. And if you're if you're looking to, you know, just move and you want to downsize and you want to decrease your land tax, well, we can go and look at, you know, doing a, a splitter or something, right? Mm-hmm. Building you a brand new house, but now instead of having a 900 square meter block and paying, you know, $20,000 a year in land tax, we'll split it in half and we can get you some some good you know future returns on your land tax bill, but you'll have a brand new house, and then there'll be someone directly behind yeah. it. Or you know, we can. I'm analyzing another site right now that's nine units. I'm 
looking at, uh, uh, I just got a, an agreed sale yesterday on uh, a five townhouse development yeah. in Caring Barcelona. So let's and- talk a little, little bit about that too. So with the investors, uh, wrap it up on this. So Mike, when an investor works with you, when that when they say, hey, Mike, I want you to do the work and I'll supply the funds, you can help them not only find a property, but you can help them obviously prove to them whether it's going to work or not, whether they've, whatever they're going to do on it. And then you've also got a bit of a knowledge behind the finance of it as well, right? You've got a team on that side of it as well. So really, when an investor comes to you, they've just got to be keen. They've got to have the right attitude. They've got to be ready. They've got to, you know, you don't want to waste your time because I can see that you do a lot of work. Um, so the most important thing to you then is, is to make sure that that investor um, is happy to go for the process and work out whether the finance they're qualified for and then go for the process of being able to find the right property for them and work in a partnership with them, right? What, what do you want to achieve out of that partnership? Because you, do, you don't mind doing the work, right? No. I mean, the work is the fun part for me in, the, in, in managing the projects, all the different people, all the relationships, and, and, and ultimately delivering a service and then secondly, a product that we can sell in the market that will make the community proud. I mean, I, I'm working in the community I live in. So my prime directive here is for my investors, like one of my purposes on this earth, Jason, for me is to help people. Okay, so if I can help someone grow their wealth, if they can come to me and I can help them you know, develop something to a point or we can do that jointly so that we both benefit. That's fantastic. And, and the great. second part is just improving the community. I mean, the Sutherland Shire has been around, you know, for over a hundred years. There's a lot of really old dumpy homes in the area. Um, I really just want to be part of bringing it back up into the 21st century and, and building some new homes and, and being part of the, like they've got this whole, um, uh, ad campaign for Sydney at the moment, you know, that we're, they're, they're redeveloping it and, and the new Sydney sort of thing. And, um, I just want to be part of that. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Now, um, so the type of things that you offer people, what does Phoenix developments do offering to people? So one of the main things that you, you love doing is working with people who are financially ready and partnering with them to do a property development for them. What are the other things that you can do also? So yeah, like we can do site acquisition on 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 their behalf, full full due diligence up front, analyzation for a fee. Uh, we'll just we'll do sourcing of properties for you. Development um, applications. Yep. So and and then if if you have your own property and you want to and you want to develop it, you don't need help sourcing it, but you need someone to walk you through the whole process. I'll just do a project management fee for you, yeah. you know, take you through the whole DA process, use my A-team that I've, I've found, help you through the, the drawings and the prelim phase, the pre-DA meetings, the yeah. submission of the DA, uh, all the way through to, you know, getting the DA approval. Um, one of my other specialties in my, in my other job is contract management. So, um, you know, dealing with the, the builder contracts, uh, making sure that we're mitigating risk, understanding everything that's included and excluded, um, putting in uh, late delivery clauses, understanding what incentive clauses can be there for them to accomplish work on time or early. Um, yeah. All those sort of benefits. That, that's what you want in, a, in any type of project management partner so that they can handle the project and manage it through 
and, and consult you and consult other people. So it's not only about your relationship with a client that you partner right. with to go along this, but but more importantly is your relationship with all the people involved that are going to be taking care of the project, right? That's just as important. Uh, absolutely. So because you're coming to me to take care of your project and, and care for it and hand it off to you at the end and deliver it to you, um, you need to have someone who, who's, who's got that team, who's got that rapport, who can negotiate on your behalf, who understands contracts, who can dig into terms and conditions, who can read the fine print, who's very detail-orientated, and, and at the end of the day, can mitigate risk for you, the client, and or in, in, in the situation that I'm in right now, a joint venture, or for myself, if I'm looking at taking uh, a private uh, uh, loan in, in the finance yeah. world. So yeah, there's all different types of scenarios we can look at and, and all different types of services. So if you're, if you're a landowner and you want to develop your land and you want to build a nine-unit block building, and you want to just hold hold it? Well, I can do all that for you. I can yeah. source that. I can source builders. I can get or even just simple duplexes, right? Absolutely, simple duplexes. Just convert your land, or uh, and I can take you through the whole process for a fee. And the acquisitions is something that you'd be very good at now because that's all you're ever looking at, the, the properties as you go along. Now, Mike, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks sure. very much for your time today. I know that you're quite busy. Because, yeah. But you schedule everything, right? So we schedule in this. So that, 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 that's, that's really good to have that opportunity to have a chat to you today. Um, you know, I've got a lot of respect for you because I've seen the way that you operate. And anyone that I see that's operating at a similar level to the way that I like people to operate, you know, I'm really interested in just the fashion of I've learned things from you then. If I can see that you're operating the same with me, how do you how do you qualify people? What have you found out? Then that that's really good to be able to have that discussion with people that are in the industry in that sense. You know, I find that we can learn a lot of each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm learning more from, from you than <laughs> at, at the moment, but you know, I, I think you know some of the discussions we had today just around some of the private lending uh, options yeah. that I'm looking at. Are certainly uh, something that you know you're 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 asking questions about. So yeah, it's, it it is a symbiotic relationship, but yeah, it's fantastic to be on board and and part of this amazing tribe. So thanks, Mike. Um, so let, let, yeah, look, just to end it off here, um, your website's on that little link down there, so that's fine. So yep. people just want to have a bit more of a chat or start a conversation with you. Very easy. It's very easy to find you and have that chat. Right? You're happy to do that? Yeah, of course. Anytime. Great. Thanks, Mike. Okay, thanks guys.